Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Democratic lawmakers across five states want more transparency about how local utilities are shaping power market rules. But making that happen won't be easy. The lawmakers are pushing bills that would force utilities to disclose how they vote on critical grid issues at the PJM interconnection, which is a 13-state power market. They say the lack of transparency makes it harder for states to reach their clean energy goals and keep prices down for consumers. But utilities say the process is justified, and in general, it's not clear if there's a political path forward for these bills. So today we chat with Politico's Catherine Morehouse about the fight for transparency at PJM. It's Wednesday, February 7th. So there's this group of Democratic lawmakers from five politically and regionally diverse states that are essentially pushing for more transparency in the PJM interconnection, which is the regional grid operator that basically is charged with keeping the power flowing across 13 states. So what these lawmakers want is to have better insight into the decisions that are being made at this organization, which makes decisions in part through the votes of stakeholders. And those stakeholders are a mix of power generators, distributors, transmission owners, customers, and other suppliers. So a lot of kind of industry folks. So if passed, what these bills would essentially require is for the utilities and all of those industry folks who make those decisions to file a report with state regulators saying, you know, here is how I voted on these decisions that really impact clean energy in the region and in the state, that impact reliability and that impact affordability in some cases, because right now those votes are not public. So that's essentially what lawmakers are asking for is just more insight into this regional decision making process. Yeah, and it seems like the motivation for this transparency drive is maybe different depending on the state. You point to lawmakers who are looking at clean energy goals as kind of their interest and then also how utilities may be unnecessarily raising costs for consumers. So can you kind of break down the various interests? Yeah, so it's definitely a handful of states who are concerned about their clean energy goals, and they might have 100% clean energy aims, and they're really frustrated by the pace that their state is moving at. And what they're starting to realize is that they don't control as much of the state's kind of movement toward clean energy as maybe they thought they did when they passed those laws. Because the way that power generating resources are dispatched is ultimately controlled by PJM and by the grid operators in the majority of the U.S., And there are a lot of rules within that organization that in some cases might prevent those resources from contributing to electricity supply as much as a state might want. And other things like transmission, which has been a huge impediment to state clean energy goals, that also is largely controlled at the regional level. So what those state lawmakers are increasingly wanting is, is, yeah, more control over their clean energy goals. But there are also, you know, rising energy costs and general reliability problems. And again, all of those things are supposed to be coordinated by this regional grid operator. And so states are just, I think, digging into these issues and increasingly realizing, oh, I don't actually know where these decisions and really where these outcomes are coming from. And so I want to have a better record of the process that led to these outcomes. Okay, so why isn't there more transparency, though, about how utilities vote in the first place? You know, I'm sure that seems pretty weird to most people. I mean, why is this stuff not public to begin with? 
Yeah, it's a good question. And and it is public to some extent. So I should say that PJM hosts 450 stakeholder meetings per year. All of these are open to the public. And PJM posts the agendas and the minutes of these meetings. But what lawmakers would say is even though the meetings themselves are public, the votes that, you know, the actual decisions that are made and how their utilities, their state utilities vote, that is not public. And that's a real issue for them who, you know, lawmakers don't necessarily have time to attend the 450 meetings that that PJM has per year. And not only that, but they might not really have great insight into which of those meetings are important or which of those meetings impact, you know, whatever concern they might have. So it really is something that they kind of would want to dig into retrospectively, but there is no record of those votes. And the reason that there isn't record of those votes, utilities say, is because they want to have more candid and open conversations with with their grid operator and with the kind of various stakeholders. And they don't really, the utilities have said, you know, we don't really think it's helpful to have a record of those conversations because we want to be as candid as we can. And from a political perspective, I mean, of the bills that you're you're looking at, you know, it's, it looks like it's a it's a mix of states. You know, some are Democratic, some are divided. Uh, there's West Virginia, which is a Republican. I mean, what do you see as kind of the chances that any of these bills move, or you know, if maybe PJM just kind of responds to this push on its own and, and changes how it does things? Yeah. So, like we said, all of these bills have been led by Democrats, and so that could be complicated for for the path forward in West Virginia, for instance, which is dominated by Republicans, and in Pennsylvania, where Republicans control the Senate. In other states, you know, it'll depend on kind of whether the other chambers, you know, pick it up or, or whether there's general interest. I will say, in Maryland, this is the second time this bill was introduced, and this time it does have a companion in the Senate. And there seems to be more just general awareness of this issue. As we kind of said, it's kind of a complicated issue. So lawmakers aren't necessarily super attuned to this. So so I think it's kind of, from what I'm hearing from lawmakers, it's kind of an educating process. I know Maryland is the farthest ahead in terms of educating its lawmakers and, and really getting something pushed through. So that's where potentially there's a chance to move. As for whether EJM does something on their own, you know, Exelon told me that they're hoping to work with some of these lawmakers who are concerned about whether there's a different way to promote more transparency. So you could see something there as well. Also, the European Commission says the EU should slash greenhouse gas emissions by 90 percent by 2040. That's what the EU announced Tuesday as the bloc's green policies are facing a growing backlash, particularly from farmers. The interim target is meant to serve as a stepping stone between the bloc's 2050 climate neutrality goal and its 2030 emissions reduction target of 55%. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, who is innovating to help responsibly meet rising energy demand across their U.S. operations, like at their Gulf of Mexico facilities which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand.